Welcome to the T2 Hubcast. Join Martin, Dave, Spencer and guests as they discuss all things personal and professional development. The T2 Hubcast, brought to you by the People Performance People. Good morning and welcome to another T2 Hubcast with me, Dave Pendleton, and I'm here with... Martin Johnson. The Wait, one and only. Thank you, Dave. It's nice for you to do the intro for a change. Usually it's me, right? We're shaking things up. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Disruption. Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. Okay, so so um, I guess I wanted to to um, trigger a podcast today, Martin, um, on uh, the, the good old subject of feedback. Right, feedback. Because it's something that we talk about a lot with leaders, with managers. We talk about it in every topic and subject that we deliver through leadership, management, sales, customer service, measurement, and so on and so on and so forth. And I think it's fair to say that, that there are quite a lot of people out there that struggle with not only giving feedback, but receiving feedback too. In fact, one of the one of the topics that we deliver in a leadership day is the ability to receive feedback is high on the agenda if you want to be a successful leader, right? Right, absolutely. And yeah, you make a really good point there straight away, that feedback a lot of people know that feedback is 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 hard to receive sometimes in terms of when you're on the receiving end of feedback that is not always of a positive nature um or i, I love the word constructive feedback right when you wow. hear that when that you hear that term, i'm going to give you some constructive yeah. feedback it's hard to receive but what is um undervalued i think or overlooked is that feedback is hard to give if, if if you're not um if you've inherited that management position um, and have never had any real experience or training in giving receive uh, giving them feedback, it can be hard to give because yeah. if you're trying to tackle underperformance or conflict or a situation mm. or delivering a difficult message, yes, that is not comfortable. You can make a right hash of it as a manager. You can, and therefore it becomes ineffective. You lose your confidence, and feedback it therefore becomes uncomfortable to to, to give. We also do a lot, Dave, on psychometric testing and profile, and we know that there are certain human beings out there who carry certain Mm -hmm. motivators where they absolutely hate being in the position where they've got to give negative news. Right, absolutely. Yeah, the, the, their whole center is mm. against that. Mm. They're amiable people. They're peace and harmony. They don't like. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, I think the major point here, the first point to say, is feedback uh, is important. It's an imperative uh, skill to master as a leader or manager because not only can it be received in a very negative way, but you can make a hash of it if you're not confident or aware of how to give feedback and the different types of feedback you can give, right? Which brings us nicely to uh, the model that you've just developed in terms of giving feedback. Um, so, so what is the name for this model, Martin? Is it is it the feedback model? Well, until we get a sexier name, Dave, <laughs> we've gone with the feedback model. Um, nice and concise though, right? Yeah, and do you know what? It was triggered by a conversation with a customer who said, this might seem really basic, Martin, but we need your help. And I said, fire away. And they said, we want to do some work on feedback. And I said, right, that doesn't seem very basic. And then she's saying, yeah, but we need to we need to get our managers to even understand what feedback is, the different types of feedback, mm-hmm. and where and when it's appropriate to give the feedback. So it was almost like, can we create a model or a, or a set way of working around just understanding 
the different types of mm. feedback and how it can manifest so I can at least be a bit more conscious when I'm doing it and organized rather than just going in you know with my own style so it got me thinking and we had we have a load of stuff on this Dave as, mm. you, as you know um but I thought um yes let's see if we can create a bit of a model where at least at a high level we can give what are the three main different types of feedback we can give somebody in the workplace mm -hmm. that's the first port call yeah, and then secondly once we know that the three types of feedback if you like what are the five different ways or vehicles or situations that we'll find ourselves in that we can give those three types of feedback and that will inform a model so I know as a manager, for example, I can give three different types of feedback and we'll go through them in a second. Mm -hmm. And actually I can do it in five different ways right. or at five different points. And at least then managers and leaders will become a little bit more comfortable in either planning, giving spontaneous in the moment feedback or making a better job of that those planned situations, pre-planned situations. And being prepared. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. So could you walk us through this model? Yeah, I mean, I guess we let's start with the, the, the three types of feedback you can give. And we've and we've been really um high level with this in terms of, you know, when you break it right down and you give feedback to your employees, it will be of three different types, right? The first type of feedback you can give is some type of appreciation or recognition. It's positive mm. feedback. It's when somebody's done well. Yeah. So that feedback is great. Everybody loves giving this first type of feedback, right? Absolutely. You know, the, the, the nice message, the positive message, the recognition. The easiest message, maybe. It's the easiest message, right? It, it, it makes them feel great. It makes the recipient feel great. It makes you, the, the manager, feel great. And um, it's an easy type of feedback because um, very rarely will you give somebody positive reinforcement, appreciation or recognition, and they will respond negatively. <laughs> Some people are shy of it. Some people don't like it. I get it. But most times that will be a positive situation. Well, I guess in interestingly, uh, I had a conversation with um, a leader that we work with fairly regularly about doing something similar with their team. And they said to me, do you know what, Dave? I think I would find that really difficult. I said, why? I, are you not used to giving positive feedback? He said, well, it's not something we do very regularly. We don't celebrate success very regularly. And I think the first time I did it, most people would probably be quite suspicious about my motives. Yeah, because that that and that that's that's sad, right? But that's really years. Sad. That's years of a legacy of of a of a of a culture which has not rewarded and recognised their Just people. Churning results so much yeah. so that when you do, it creates uncertainty or you know suspicion. Suspicion. What what's going on after? here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now th that's sad, right? And we can think of many organisations where that happens, but most that we work with. Um, are, 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 they're not doing all they can, but they find it definitely more comfortable yeah, to give the praise, sure. the recognition, the appreciation sure. type of feedback. So that's feedback type one. Mm -hmm. The second type of feedback you can give is, we're not going to come on to negative just yet or, or constructive or whatever it might be. The second type of feedback you can get is, a coach, is what we call coaching and improvement. So it's not quite that you have done a fantastic job mm. and I'm going to show my appreciation and recognize you and thank you and reward you. It's, listen, you're doing okay and it's a great effort. However. However, if you did X, Y, and Z, we could really drive the outcomes that we want. So sure. we call this coaching and improvement. The first mm. one is appreciation and recognition. The second type of feedback is coaching and improvement. Now, this should still be a positive experience. And if you get this right and you use the right language, which is really important, you use the right language, 
then you can become a great coach to people by giving feedback. Yeah. So we're saying it's not it's not underperformance, it's not poor, we, it's not misconduct, it's not anything we need to address. We're on the right track or we're on a track. Now let's focus on this. Sure. And you can't be afraid to give coaching and improvement feedback. Mm. In fact, performance and your people fundamentally rely on that level of unambiguity, transparent guidance and advice, mm. and your language is key. Because where people go wrong, Dave, is where they try and give the coaching an improvement, but they use the wrong language mm. and they focus on what they haven't done rather than what they need to do, and it's threat state stuff. Yeah. So as long as your positioning is always on, here's what you've done well, now let's focus on this, and sure. not here's where you went wrong, it could have been better. You see already the two different types of this connotations. This is what I would have done. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> yeah. So feedback level two is coaching improvement, and if done well, it's the most valuable of the three, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Interesting. That's an interesting perspective. Uh, and, of course, as we know, successful leaders are very, very good and well-skilled at the first two that you've mentioned. So what about type three? So type three is what we're calling evaluation of requirements. So I've been very selective with my words and very diplomatic with my words <laughs> there, right? So if, if, let's yeah. just recap. If the first type of feedback is appreciation and recognition and reward, second is coaching and improvement, mm -hmm. the third is evaluation of requirements. What we're saying there is something's going wrong. Mm -hmm. We need to stop. We need to evaluate the situation mm -hmm. and address it. And just realign what we require yes, yeah. going forward. Sure. It's underperformance, right? It's when there's an issue. Mm -hmm. It's when somebody's skipping on the, the non-negotiables. -negotiable, it's yeah. when we have to stop in our tracks, evaluate the requirement again, and reset. Mm -hmm. And this is the most uncomfortable type of feedback because it probably means that somebody's done something wrong. Mm -hmm. Somebody's uh, something needs to be addressed. Mm -hmm. Um, and that is going to instantly, potentially, between you, the manager, and the recipient, stoke that defensive response, that chimp-led response in the recipient that we talk sure. about, that threat state. Mm. Um, and this is the minefield. This is what managers like want to avoid. This is where, la again, language can go badly wrong. Mm. And it's where if we don't get off to the right start in these type of conversations, it can be a completely counterproductive experience. So, so do you think, in terms of the final... Um, type of feedback do you think that you know generally speaking leaders out there package it incorrectly by using the wrong language i.e i'm about to deliver negative feedback yes i mean th there's two classic standpoints you can take on this and we want you to try and take a third right you'll get the manager who approaches this uh, evaluation of requirements this underperformance or this issue uh, piece of feedback in in a in a nicey nicey I'm your friend way. So they will overcompensate to try and not have discomfort or discord. Yeah. So they'll pussyfoot around the conversation, mm. Dave, and they'll mm. they'll they'll set themselves up for a fall because they'll try and soften the message or they'll try and still be and, and keeping rapport is really important on this, but you've still got to address the issue. If you skirt around the issue and it's not truly discussed and understood and agreed between the two parties, mm. guess what? The issue ain't going to be fixed. Yeah. So I think managers who don't actually tackle the problem be out of fear of conflict, discomfort, discord, get it wrong. Mm. However, you have the other manager who wants to lay down the law and deliver this message head on and fire a <laughs> rocket across some, yeah. you know, fire that shot across somebody's bow, mm -hmm. right? 
And they go in the complete opposite extreme where they just steamroller through the, the feedback. There's no filter on it. There's no conscious intelligence. Yeah. And all they're doing is they are completely either putting the person in a threat state or they are absolutely leaving them with a level of uncertainty yeah. where they cannot rectify and perform to their peak. Mm. And people listening to this, we've all made these mistakes. You have, you know, if you don't address this level of feedback correctly and you skirt around it, you're not going to get a result. Yeah. And if you steam into it, you're going to get the wrong result. Yeah. That, does that answer your question? Yeah, yeah, it does actually. And and do you know what? Whilst whilst I was listening to uh, to what you were saying there, I, I guess it kind of relates to um, another piece of our um, insight around the relationship principle. Yeah, the, the relationship five, yeah, re- yeah, ratio yeah, the, principles. Yeah, so, you know. So the basic the basic theory there is that you know if you have regular positive interactions with people you almost earn the right to be able to have that one sort of corrective yeah. uh, interaction that could be yeah. perceived negatively. But because you've got good relationships, historically, somebody will take that from you. It becomes much easier to deliver. And then you ensure that the next interaction is a positive one. Whereas I guess if you're further down the ratio list where you've got a, you know, a history of negative or sort of in between um, interactions, which creates a different relationship ratio, it could it could be a much more difficult message to send, and the message will be received much more negatively. Yeah, yeah. So, so absolutely, you know, your your the way a leader conducts themselves on a, on a day to day basis over time casts the cultural shadow, right? Yeah. And they, you know, for example, the leader who generally has a positive relationship with you and and will absolutely give you one and two, so the the other two levels of feedback. If you're getting appreciation and recognition when it's when it's due, and you're getting the right level of coaching uh, and, and development when you need to you know enhance upon things, then when it is time to come to this third level of feedback, which is the evaluation of requirements and a bit of critique yeah. or correction. Yeah, yeah you're more likely to take it because the sure. balance on the whole is there. Absolutely. Whereas if leaders, what leaders often do is if they miss the opportunity to feed back at one and two, and they only feed back when situation yeah. three arises, guess what? You're fighting a losing battle already. It becomes a negative experience for the recipient. It's your negative interactions yeah, yeah. which create the ratio. Of the so the ratio is out of kilter, yeah, and therefore you're never going to be a great mm. uh, performance manager. Yeah. So, yeah, you're absolutely right, Dave. You've got to look at it holistically. And if you form the right behaviors and you take time to feedback across the whole le- three levels, then you're going to earn the right to, to tackle three when you need to. Absolutely. All right, great. That, that clears up. That. I think that's brilliant. So so they are the three um, uh, types, types of feedback. Yeah. So so in your model here, there are, there are five situations in which those three types could fit into. So can you just walk us through those? Yeah. So... The first two steps, if you like, in terms of the feedback model is you can apply any of those three, so appreciation, recognition, coaching, improvement, and evaluation of requirements. You can apply any of those three in five situations, right? Five different situations. Mm-hmm. Two of them are what we call situational in the moment, yep. and the other three are structured yep. after the event, right? Okay. Yep. So let's go through them one by one. Yep. The, the, the first type of level one type of feedback is spontaneous. So this is... In the moment, as something is happening, I can feed back to you there and then before we've even finished. I can feed back there and then. So you might be delivering a presentation. You might be writing a report, working on a design, 
uh, operating on the factory floor sure. on one of the machinery. And I can feed back to you there and then on how you're doing or what to do, etc. We call this spontaneous, spontaneous feedback. Yeah. So even spontaneous feedback can happen at levels one, two, or three. So Ooh. I can give you appreciation and recognition in the moment. Great job, Dave. Keep going. Yep. Right? I can give you coaching and improvement spontaneously in the moment. Listen, here's what you need to do. Try this. Mm. Or I can give you an evaluation of requirements in the moment. Dave, just stop a second. Dave, stop. What I need you to do is this, yep. right? Yep. So spontaneous feedback is when we give it in the moment as something's happening. That's level one. Oh, yeah. Level two, we call this the hot debrief. It's a military term. Military term, right? Mm. It is a military term, and it comes from the fact that whenever we conduct operations in the military, um, we were always fans of the hot debrief. So you would you would muster or gather straight after the exercise or the, the, the situation, and you would instantly give what we called a hot debrief. While it's live, while it's fresh in everybody's memories, we gather around and we debrief what just happened. So it's not quite spontaneous, but it's immediately after the event. Yeah. So, for example, you've got someone on a sales call, let them, even if they're going wrong, you wouldn't give spontaneous feedback. Let them conduct the sales call. Mm -hmm. When the phone goes down, we do a hot debrief on yeah. that call. Yeah. Here's what you did well. Here's where we could improve, right? So hot debrief is not quite spontaneous because the situation doesn't cater for it, but we want to hot debrief it immediately after. We don't want to wait for the review on Friday or to collect our thoughts. Mm -hmm. We want to hot debrief it in the moment. Oh, yeah. And again, you can do that for appreciation and recognition, for coaching and improvement, or for evaluation of requirements. Mm. Okay, got you. Third level is when we start to go above, we go out of situation and we go into a more structured type of feedback. Mm. So it's the one-to-one -one review. So the one-to-one -one review is we're not going to give a hot debrief, right? We're going to need to reflect, analyze, collect our thoughts on both parties, mm -hmm. and we're going to meet Wednesday afternoon, and we're going to have a half an hour, and we're going to talk about this. So I guess this is where we do a bit more preparation, a little bit more planning, yeah. potentially even using tools that we have within our business, electronic tools or paper-based tools, whatever it might be. Yeah, absolutely. The manager themselves can take time to plan and reflect. They, they can also maybe provide two or three uh, points up front to the recipient for them yep. to think about and prep around how they think they did mm -hmm. uh, or, or what we're going to do going forward. So by the time you arrive at the feedback, it is just much more structured People, you've had the thing with a hot debrief, Dave, is when the hot debrief or spontaneous, you're in the moment or you're straight after the moment, you know, the emotions are high. You haven't had a chance to process everything that happened in a more rational, logical, logical way. Mm -hmm. You're just having it there and then because yeah. it's situationally relevant. Sure. With a one to one, you've got a much more diligent process. Yeah, so, yeah. so you can have a bit more of a after after the incident. Some managers yeah. need to to process something before they give feedback. Sure. And for them, the one-to-one -one review a few days after is a much better way of doing that. And more likely documented in some way. Or yes, way. yeah. And the next one? Group review. So this is a similar thing, but uh, anybody who was involved in it, so if it's just not featuring one person, if it was a team thing mm -hmm. or there was multiple observers or, or people involved in whatever it is, then we want to do the same process a few days later, but as a group. Mm -hmm. And this is what we call a group group review. Okay. But again, gives people time to structure and it gives you time to collect thoughts from everybody involved and everybody gets a say in that meeting, but it's a bit more of a group review. Mm -hmm. And the fifth and final level is what we call the appraisal type feedback sure. uh, review, which is a period. So... Uh, it's much more structured, but it's over this three-month period, this quarter, let's assess and feedback how you are doing or over this six-month period or 12-month period. So it's more of the traditional appraisal route. So you've got five 
five different situations of feedback. Spontaneous there and then in the moment, hot debrief after the situation, but it's mm-hmm. immediately after the situation. They're both situational. Then you have three three others that are more structured, the one-to-one review, the group review, and the periodic appraisal. And don't forget, in all five of those um, situations of feedback, um, you can feedback any of the three types, appreciation, recognition, and reward, coaching, development, and improvement, or evaluation of requirements, and just stop, right? Something yeah. needs correction. <laughs> yeah. Something needs correcting here. Sure. And that is, for me, is a, is a great high-level model for managers and leaders and organizations to just get an idea of, of, of how we're going to approach quality feedback. And you know what? It's giving managers the freedom to give a hot debrief or to provide spontaneous yeah. or to think, no, 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 this needs to be in a few days' time. We need to need to reflect on this, right? But it also gets them thinking about the three types. Are they in balance? Are we getting the balance mm. between appreciation, recognition, mm. coaching, and improvement? And then earning the right to correct or challenge through an evaluation of requirements. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. It can't be just stacked in one or the other. Mm. And that's the ratio you was talking about. So we're on a bit of a journey, aren't we, Dave, in a mission to to talk to managers and organizations and provide training and development on this feedback model. Because nobody ever really strips it down like this. Managers are left to deliver it in the way they want to deliver it. And I guess, or via an appraisal once a year or twice yeah, a year. Yeah. Nine times from 10. Again, it's a skill that people are very rarely trained or taught. Mm. You know, they just sort of go into an organization, they're given a management position, and once every three months they have to do an appraisal on people, or once a year, disastrously, they have to do an appraisal on mm. everyone. So they spend two weeks running around like headless chickens up to that day, gathering as much information and data on people's numbers and facts and figures and health and safety reports and attendance and so forth. And apparently that's what makes a good appraisal. Well, obviously we've got different ideas, right? And you know what? One of the, yeah, absolutely. And therefore what managers end up doing is if you think about the first two situations of feedback, spontaneous and hot debrief, most managers unconsciously are doing that every day in organizations, yeah. either on the shop floor or out on the site or in the office or, you know, whatever it might be, they're giving that spontaneous feedback or the hot debrief straight after, but they're not doing it consciously. So the words they use, the positioning they use, it can be, it can trigger people into a threat state if they're not consciously aware of how to do it effectively. The other thing is sometimes they're giving spontaneous and hot debrief feedback when it should be more of a one-to-one review. Yeah. It should take time to go. It's not right to feed this back here and now. Yeah, sure. Let me just reflect. Let me gather my thoughts and let me speak to this person about it tomorrow or the day after. Mm. So what we're trying to get here is we're trying to stop those initial emotional spontaneous situations that don't serve managers well Mm. and that give HR departments a nightmare because they're trying to clean up Mm. situations where we've completely insulted, disengaged, or said Mm. something in the heat of the moment we shouldn't have. Mm. Only because we're passionate about performance and doing our jobs or correcting what's going wrong, but we haven't dealt with that very well. Mm. So I guess... There is a time and a place for spontaneous feedback and hot debrief feedback, but sometimes there's a it's not the right thing to do. And we need to, through this training and through this model, we need to just give them that intelligence of to where they pick and choose what type of feedback and the situation it requires. Yeah, absolutely. It's like situational leadership, but for feedback, yeah. right? You know, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Sure. But you know that that's what we want to do with it. And I think it's an easy model to understand. And I think if we can arm managers 
with knowledge of this, then they're going to make less mistakes, build more allies, and most importantly, give the most appropriate feedback in the most appropriate situation. Mm, absolutely. So, so if that's um, if that's really resonating with uh, the people that are listening, um, it is available on the hub as a um, pathway, and the model is attached to the pathway, so you can go out there, have a look at it. Um, maybe make some notes on it and, and really start to consider this the next time you feel some kind of feedback appropriate. Yeah, and, and you know what? If, if if you are a Hub member listening to this and you have a bunch of managers in your organisation mm-hmm. who could really do with a bit more of a deep dive in this, then contact us because we're more than happy to run workship, workshops on the feedback model. Take managers, because the other thing, Dave, is we've explained the three types and the five different scenarios, but all of a sudden then you've got to go, okay, how do we mm-hmm. give type one in a spontaneous situation? Yeah, yeah. How do you give type two in a spontaneous situation? Right, let's move on to hot debrief. So there's a little bit of work to do on giving them some hints and tips yeah, on that. Sure. But like Dave says, on the hub already, you've got feedback, how to create a positive feedback culture in the pathways, and you've also got the feedback model and the and the, and the diagrams and everything on there to, to have a look at as well. So check it out. Uh, hope, hopefully that's given you some food for thought and... Uh, any last thoughts from you, Dave, on that? No, love it. Yeah, nice and easy to understand. I think it'd be really useful for the people that, uh, that can access it on the hub. So thanks ever so much, Martin. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Dave. You're welcome. And we'll be back again shortly with another T2 Hubcast. Cheers, Dave.